When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks, and we have a another episode of Stars Fan Stories here for you today. But before we introduce today's guest, uh, I would actually really appreciate, and I'd like to acknowledge, DraftKings Sportsbook. They're our sponsor for our uh, for our podcast, for this episode, and also all of THPN. So please go and use that promo code THPN next time uh, you use DraftKings Sports. But lots of cool things going on there. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring in today's uh, Stars Fan Stories guest. Uh, his name is David. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So uh, I actually have my technically my actual name is David. I don't know if oh, I actually really? ever told you that. Yeah. Yeah, so my dad's name, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, his name is David, and my legal first name is David. So we didn't want to get confused between the two when I was growing up, so I just went by my middle name, Ryan. So yeah, well, long I'm story a, short. I'm a, I'm a junior. I'm actually the second. My mom didn't want me to be called junior, so I'm the second. And uh, it, it's made for a lot of fun with uh, postage mail and stuff like that that I get that belongs to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of the same way too. I, I was almost a junior, and I'm so happy that my that my mom saved me and said, "Nope, we're just gonna we're just gonna put his middle I name." Didn't, as well. I didn't name my son the third just because of that reason. It <laughs> problems. So, yeah, nothing All like right. a nothing like a three year old getting mail that he's eligible for AARP or something. You know, exactly, exactly. That's funny. Um. Uh. So, anyways, man, uh, can you just you know tell us just a little bit about yourself? You know. Uh, non-hockey related stuff, how old you are, you got any family, kids, sure, stuff sure. like that? Yeah, so uh, I'm 41 years old, um, born and raised in the Dallas area, um, been, see, been married for almost 17 years, um, wife and I have three kids, we have a 14-year-old daughter, a 9-year-old daughter, and a 3-year-old son, so um yeah, so it, uh, that definitely uh, keeps us busy. So, are are the is the teenager already getting into the terrible teen years? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> you know my phone doesn't hold is is not holding the proper charge, and um, yeah, all that stuff. You know, staying up late on the phone and trying to, you know, wanting the next electronics and all that good stuff. So, yep, all that yeah. good stuff. 
Yeah. Any, so. boy, any boyfriends so far you have to fend off with the shotgun? Not really. She's got plenty of uh, <laughs> it's a grand uh, grandparents that would love to do that. So I'm going to let them handle that. They oh. kind of right in that. Of, so I'm going to let them. Uh, um, they they kind of they kind of like that. You know, if anybody messes with my granddaughter, just let me know. I was like, for well, yes, that, sir. Can, that can be arranged. So and it's always way more effective when grandparents do it than parents. Yeah. Do. Yeah. I, I, I found that out. Yeah. I think they take more enjoyment out of it anyway. So, mm. yeah. So true. Yeah, and uh, my three-year-old son, he has become a diehard Dallas Stars fan. I mean, die most three-year-olds, you know, you're thinking they're into, you know, Mickey Mouse or, you know, some cartoons and that type of stuff. No, he, he watches Dallas Stars hockey on YouTube as often as you'll let him, so... And and you even sent me uh, like uh, just before we even recorded this, you sent me a video of him pretending to be a certain player, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He'll he's got these little um, sets of YouTube highlights that he'll watch. Uh, he'll pull up on TV, and um, most of it is around the 2019-2020 run, and uh, where he you know it shows off all the countdown of the top ten goals of that year. And he'll run around saying, Sagan scores in overtime. And, you know, he's running <laughs> around with his little hockey stick. And, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Super, super cute. That's awesome. Uh, does does he have a favorite player? Is it Tyler Sagan? Um, I, I haven't told him this because we don't know how this is going to shake out. But um, he likes Klingberg. He says Klingberg a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. You might have to how I'm going to explain all of that to him. Um, but uh, uh, J- Jamie Ben is one word for him. Jamie Ben. It's not Jamie Ben. Jamie <laughs> ben. So, um, yeah, so he, he likes Jamie Ben. Um, and then um, he, again, the other one is uh, Radulov. He likes to say Radulov a lot. So, Of course. And the two of the three players yeah. that he says, they're, they're gone pretty much. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So, We'll have to see how this next uh, year shakes out, but um, it's a lot of fun. Um, not so much fun for my wife when, you know, on a Sunday morning she comes out of the master bedroom and she's like, "Why is he blaring the NHL goal horns on YouTube?" <laughs> Six thirty in the morning. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. never a dull moment. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, so, uh, where do you actually uh, live in relation to Dallas? Uh, I'm in Denton County, kind of uh, up near that Little Elm area. Okay, so that that's kind of Little Elm, Prosper-ish yeah. kind of area. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so l- let me ask you. Let's let's get into some uh, some hockey related stuff here, because sure. obviously we're a Stars podcast, so we got to go into it. Um, so. I love to hear people's the whole reason why I started this is because, you know, even between my three brothers, between me, uh, Zach, Chris and James, the four oldest out of all of us, we all have different, you know, reasons why we got into hockey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sure. obviously it, it stems from our dad because uh, he was a big hockey fan. But like each of us has like a different specific era where we really, really got into it. So for me, it was really early on because I was little and I was six years old when they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about like how you got into hockey and why specifically it was the Dallas Stars that you're such a big fan of? Sure. So, um, you know, the Stars didn't come to Dallas until 93. So at that point, I was already, you know, like late elementary school into middle school-ish. So that the the hockey program that we have here in Dallas was basically non-existent you know at the you know at the younger age at the youth the youth age uh when I was growing up so that didn't really happen so it wasn't until I was in late in high school when uh, the grocery store that I was working at um one of the assistant store managers was a big stars fan and he kept talking about what a big game this was coming up and how he couldn't wait for it and all stuff. Well, long story short, it was game seven of the Western Conference Finals against Colorado in 99. 
Ooh, that must have been a fun game to watch. And I, that was my first time really sitting down to watch a game. And I'm, at that point, I was like, whoa, where has this game been all my life? <laughs> you know? So um, at that moment, I was hooked ever since, uh, ever since that game that sent, uh, that propelled us to the Stanley Cup finals. Um, it was, it's quite something to, to look back on and see. So it, it legitly was the 1999 run that started your whole fandom with the Dallas. Yeah. Stars. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, what's, what's really cool about the stars is that you can kind of look at three specific runs uh, over the course of their history. Mm-hmm. And you could point to, okay, each one of these runs kind of uh, generated a new generation of a yeah. new generation yeah. of stars fans. Right. Mm-hmm. So like 99 was, was like mine, like it was like for me and for you. Mm-hmm. And then there was the 2008 run where they made it to the Western conference final. They lost to San Jose. And then um, when they made it all the way to the Stanley cup final in 2020. So it's, it, it's kind of a, a pretty decent, you know, 10 year, 11 year gap between each thing, uh, which kind of keeps this fan base going, which kind of keeps the, the whole Dallas stars organization alive. So I think that's really cool. So, yeah, um, I don't know if you have you had a chance to uh, see that ESPN documentary on Unrivaled between the Red Wings and the Avs. We literally just talked about that with Brooke uh, just this afternoon. So okay. I, I have seen it. Yes, it's amazing. Okay. It's, Absolutely amazing. For the fans, I, I don't want to spoil it for the people that haven't seen it, but for the younger Dallas Stars fans, like if it wasn't for the Dallas Stars and their 99-2000 run, I mean, Detroit and Colorado might have gone on a run that was just unseen before. Um, there was it was pretty neat to look back on to see that although Dallas only won one cup, they were definitely in the mix that, you know, five or six years, you know, from about ninety seven to, you know, I'd say oh three, mm-hmm. where they were up there and in competing and knocking on the door for Stanley Cups. Um uh, it's pretty neat to to look back and see what a an arms race it was back then for these teams to no salary cap and they could just trade for whomever and you know it's just what did you what did this team do what did this team do next thing you know it's like just leading up to this monumental series so it, it's pretty cool to look back on and I, I what a lot of younger stars fans don't understand and uh, I, I'm slightly included in that because I I really started paying attention to hockey in '99 and mm-hmm. I guess you could say like the beginning of the '98 '99 season. Because mm-hmm. they were really starting to make a push, really starting to get good. But there is no rivalry currently in the NHL that is anywhere close to the rivalry that the, that those two teams had in the late 90s, the early 2000s. Like, mm-hmm. It's not even not, close. Yeah, I mean, you could look Vegas and San Jose. You could talk Battle of Alberta. I mean, Stars, Nashville, Stars, St. Louis. It's nowhere yeah, close. Like the bloodbath that that was <laughs> and yeah it was that and it again it was pretty neat to kind of look again nothing about that documentary is, has to do with dallas but in in a way they they played a role in it you know they did so uh l- let me ask you about uh have you, how many games do you go to a, a year if you can go to games um it probably averages out to about a couple a year, one to so two, two per year. Yeah. Um, again, way back when, like when my wife and I were newlyweds, we had like a mini season ticket package. Um, so we were going more often. And then as, you know, as you start having kids and obligations with them and stuff, it, it kind of stretches out the schedule a little bit. So I only make it to one or two games a year total. Um, I try to be selective on when I can go you know, just be to cater to everybody. But, um, man, definitely back in the day though, I, I, Lord knows I had my season tickets. I, you know, newlyweds, we probably didn't have two nickels to rub together, but by God, David had his hockey tickets. I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I joke, I joke with everybody that we were eating hamburger helper without the hamburger, but David was sitting glass glass side. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
man, the, that, that's one thing I've actually haven't gotten to do a ton is sit like in the lower bowl. Most of the time I like to sit in the upper bowl anyway, because I like mm-hmm. to see the play develop. So I'm like in the 300. Yeah. I, I'm like you, I, I actually don't mind the, the higher of the aerial view. Um, cause you can really see, like you said, stuff develop and, um, but there's also something, if you haven't had a chance to, or any of your listeners have a chance to go sit down low, you, they can really see just how fast in person the game is. Cause yeah, that, no- yeah, that is the one thing that you can't really, uh, grasp about being all the way up in the three hundreds is just like how insanely fast these guys can go, how insanely fast they think like they know what they're going to do. Like three guys before most of the time. You're right. And, uh, but anyways, let me get into the, the question I wanted to ask you about. Uh, what do you, what do you like about going to stars games? Is it like the food? Is it the atmosphere? Is it the people around you? What do you like about going to the American Airlines center? Um, what's actually a real treat for me is, is if I, in the past is if I've gotten to take somebody to a game, that's never been to a game. Um, that's a real big treat for me because I can, maybe explain stuff to them that's going on that maybe they don't understand um, the look on their face when they see the atmosphere, especially if it's like a, a playoff type atmosphere. Um, that's just outstanding. Um, and although, you know, obviously the stars fan base isn't as large as, you know, the Cowboys or Mavericks per se, but it's very intense fan base. Um, and so when I can get around uh 18,000 of my closest friends. I'm going to try to do it and thoroughly enjoy myself. Yeah. That's my thing too, is, is like most, and I I say most of the time, because you do have to deal with stupid people every once in a while. Right. But typically when you sit down and you know, you're watching the game, you you get to sit around people and normally when a goal scored, everyone's high-fiving and stuff like that. I love that camaraderie. Yeah. With with people. And, and especially not, not to get super serious or anything, but like with the world, the way that it is now and everyone's at each other's throats about everything. It's kind of nice to, to, to sit in a place and, you know, know that you're rooting for the same team and enjoy somebody else's company who you barely even know. So mm-hmm. it, it's just fun to me. That's what I love about going to stars games and stuff like that. Um, so let me ask you about uh, some of your favorite players over the course of your lifetime. So uh, when would you consider that you really, really started following the stars? Like right off the bat, or was it later than that? Um, well, like I said that, that 99 Cup run was what really hooked me. Um, and then as far as um, memories go, like some of the – some of the my favorite um, – stars things that i've been able to partake in person is that what you're saying well i mean it uh the 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 reason why i wanted to to get to that is just to see you know like what kind of players you might have remembered so like uh, yeah the favorite yeah the favorite players yeah so yeah yeah that 99 cup run you know seeing mike madonna uh perform was obviously a real eye-opener for me and um Anybody that can um, skate as fast as he did as, and have the skills that he did and get paid the money that he got uh, and the girls that he dated, that's pretty an impressive package. So who, who doesn't want to be Mike Madonna, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Mike Madonna is probably is my all-time favorite. Um, I definitely uh, also enjoyed Hatcher back in the day and his little nervous twitch, you know, in his eyes because that would, like, tell me that something's about to – about to go down, you know, some fists, some gloves are about to be dropped. Um, Zuboff, I loved him to death, but man, he drove me to drinking at times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so those were the, my, my three staples from, from back in the day. Um, and then modern day, my, my favorite player right now is, is Sagan. Um, I just really hope, kind of like the stars had in that 99 run when they kind of got better each year, got a little bit closer and finally broke through. I was, I'm really still hoping that Ben and Sagan and, and them can put it together and find a way to finally kick that door down. Um, Cause I'd like to see that for them. Yeah. Cause that core never really got it done for the stars. They got, they got super close. I mean, oh, you can't get much closer oh, than 2020. Oh. 
Yeah. But like, unfortunately, you know, parts of parts of the the that particular core, are, you know, gone. You know, Kari Lettinen is long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Klingberg is now gone, and you know, obviously, Radulov is gone now as well. I would consider him part of that core. I know he came oh, to yeah. Dallas as a as a free yeah. agent, but still, he was a big part of this core and a big yeah. part of, of that older core. Yeah. But uh, I I I had always wished that they could have uh, gotten it taken care of, and they never were able to do it. But I think we actually were. As crazy as this sounds, I know logistically it doesn't, but we I thought we were actually closer to winning the cup in 2019 against St. Louis than versus the bubble run. Because I can remember before that game seven against St. Louis, uh, I had told a friend of mine, I'm like, whoever wins this game seven is going to win the Stanley Cup. And sure enough, St. Louis won it. You know, that Jamie Ben wraparound had been six inches further um i think Dude, we it, have on us but yeah not even six inches man i, I mean uh, like half a centimeter it probably would right. have been counted as a goal man it was so freaking something? close isn't that something that you're yeah. knowing now and uh yeah so i said that whoever wins that game seven is going to win the stanley cup and and i was right st louis went on and, and won it and you know what a lot of people don't realize is is I, I know that everyone's like, oh, what is Jim Nill doing? He doesn't know what he's doing. And, you know, why didn't he go after this player and trade such and such and all this? The guy seems to know what he's doing. He does. I mean, when the when you look at the last three years, last year was an exception because of, I mean, we started the season late because of COVID. Uh, you know, we, our, our season got delayed by two weeks. There was a, a two-week break at uh, Christmas time. Um, we had so many players that were hurt. I mean, I mean, Rope was playing on one leg, basically. Uh, Sagan played six games last se- the season before, not this past season, but the season before. And then when you look at the twenty nine, and then when you look at the two years before that, we lost to the Stanley Cup champions both years, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. And it's it, it's not like. The, the, this team is so far off. So, you, you know, they, they're they like, what happened to the Jim Nill that, you know, made the Tyler Sagan trade and made the Jason Spezza and the, the Patrick Sharp trade and the big trades from long ago? But, you know, he, he he obviously thinks this team is close and you could look at the results and say that he's he's pretty much right, right? Well, if you look back even on that, you know, on that, like when we talked about that ESPN documentary in the late 90s, I mean, Dallas gets knocked out by the Red Wings, and the Red Wings go on and win the Cup. And, you know, we we play Colorado back-to-back years in the Western Conference Final. We keep them from winning the Cup. And, of course, we lost to New Jersey in 2000, um, you know, and then um, 01 Colorado went back again. So, I mean, for several years, we were knocking on the door, eventually losing to the eventual or – you know, button heads against the Stanley cup champs. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we're actually that far off. I don't either. And, and that's, that's one thing I'm optimistic about with this team. And you, you could say, well, well, we'll talk about it here in a second. We'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyways, <laughs> stars hockey. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So let me ask you, uh, we talked about some of your favorite players. Let's get in. You kind of mentioned it, but let's get into some of your favorite moments uh, or memories that you have uh, as a Dallas Stars uh, fan. And you've sure. kept, you, you sort of kind of got into uh, some of them. And and as I remember, you, you have some some things you kind of want to show us. Yeah, so I um, w- was digging through my closet the other day and actually <laughs> found uh, something that this is, our viewers can see this. So this is the Dallas Stars Dallas Morning News Sports Day, and it's dated June 22nd, 1999. So this is the official newspaper sports page from Sports Day Dallas from 1999. So I've got to find a way to get it framed. Um, to be honest, I forgot that I had it. Um, but I, <laughs> I think that's pretty neat. Um, I was uh, The other thing that I had found was um, this is the uh, official uh, program from game one, the official game in the new arena when American Airlines Center was brand new. Uh, that was the first home game against Nashville. What so, year was that? That was in 2001. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the neat thing about it is um, I was showing this to my oldest daughter and I was like, you know, this was only, that game was only like shortly after 9-11. So just the whole getting back into the arena, there was still, you know, a slight nervousness about it. Um, security, you know, was at an all time high. And I'm trying to explain, I tried to explain to my oldest daughter that all the, the, when you go into a sports venue now, you know, you've got the clear bags and nothing bigger than this size or that size. And, you know, you go through metal detection. And a lot of that stuff didn't really exist back in the day. And, the stuff that she thinks is standard operating procedure now for her, I'm explaining to her, I'm like... That used to not be that way. That used to not be that way, and it's all because of 9-11. And this was, you know, just shortly after 9 because this is dated October 5th, 2001. So... So that's less it, than a month. Yeah, that's you do less the math. than a month. Remember, what, three weeks that short after 9-11? So um, it was, it's kind of neat to look back um, and just see from a different perspective, from a younger person's perspective of what they just view as like it's always been this way well no no it hasn't (laughs) you know so um i'm glad i found this because it gave me a chance to kind of uh educate her a little bit on some previous uh you know the sports world back in the day as i like to say Um, well and and we were we were actually talking about this before uh before we started recording and i saw the american flag and i was just like why does that have that and and I'm glad you mentioned that though, because that, that makes total sense. And I can't believe yeah. I think about that. Yeah. Um, little known fact for those of you, because I'm full of useless information. Um, <laughs> the, the first ever uh, Dallas Star that scored a goal at the American Airlines Center, Sergey Zubov. Sergey Zubov. Sergey Zubov. So. Um, hey, I, I got a trivia question for you, and see if you sure. know the answer to this. Okay. Who was the first Dallas Star ever to score a goal? Uh, that was Broughton. Neil Broughton, very good. Not a lot of people know that. That's that's yeah. that's cool that you know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing I uh, found was um, I got to go to the uh, all. My wife had bought me tickets to the All Star Game back in two thousand and seven, so I got to attend the All Star Game. So that was pretty neat. Um, another one of my all, probably my all time favorite moment though. Well, I have two. One is. Um, of just a general fan and then one as a parent. Um, so when the Stars won the cup back in 99, they had the parade down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that had scored tickets to go to the after party at Reunion Arena where they brought it on stage, the Stanley Cup on stage, and had this big ceremony and Ralph and Razor were there and did a big to-do on stage and that was just the neatest thing you'll ever experience in your life is when they bring out the stanley cup inside your home arena really for the first time because obviously they won it in buffalo and i mean just your ears were just popping because it was so loud in there everybody's just going nuts as darian hatcher's bringing in the stanley cup and that that was that was really neat 
Um, that's definitely something I'll never forget. Um, as a parent, I got a funny story to share real quick. Um, so this was during the bubble run and against Colorado. Um, and it's game seven. It's, you know, Kiwi's game. I'm uh, just a few months before that, we had cut the cord from our satellite dish. And so I'm live streaming all this stuff, mm-hmm. all the games now, you know. So I'm still getting used to it. And the game is on, is delayed, but I don't know it. You know what I mean? From real time, so to speak. Yeah. It's just like delay. So my oldest daughter's upstairs and she's on the phone with her room, in her room, and she's talking to a friend. And apparently her friend that she was on the phone with also had the game on. And her friend says, oh, it looks like Dallas just scored. And that was when JFK you know, Yoel freaking Kiwi Ranta did his, his <laughs> But he didn't trick. say freaking. He didn't say freaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so long story short, so my, my daughter's on the phone with her friend. Dallas has scored, but I don't know it yet, right? So my so as soon as her friend tells her, oh, I think Dallas just scored. She goes, Dallas scored? And, she, and her friend says, yeah. And she goes, Okay, well, um, I'm gonna put my phone on mute because my dad's about to scream and he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes on mute, and sure enough, 30 seconds later is when I realize, you know, it comes across my TV feed what had happened, and I'm running around and screaming and making a fool of myself. And but uh, it's it's pretty funny to hear my daughter, my daughter like. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go on mute because it's gonna get really embarrassing here. Um. <laughs> oh, that's that's a teenage daughter for you, right there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome, though. That's absolutely that's awesome. Uh, you know, speaking of Klingberg and your three year three year old son loving Klingberg, mm-hmm. uh, that was actually my most mem- memorable moment from the 2020 run. It was actually. Uh, it was fairly similar to this. My daughter was just a couple months old at this point. And uh, I, I don't even remember which game it was or whatever. It's actually on our YouTube channel, believe it or not. It's like a little 30-second little clip that my uh, wife took. She knew that, that the Stars had scored, and she got her is phone it, out and immediately started recording me. Is this so, the game where Klangberg beat Nashville? Uh, I don't think it, no. I don't think it was that one. I think it was during the bubble run. I think. Oh, okay. There was. I don't remember what game it was. I think it might have been Calgary, the Calgary series. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, she's holding my daughter, and she's you know with her phone recording me. I'm not paying attention to her. I had no idea she was recording me. And you know, Klingberg scores, and I f- I flip out. I scream at the top of my lungs, and I was like. Thank goodness, John Klingberg. And, you know, while my daughter is like bawling her eyes out because I scared her. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I love hearing stories like that. That, that that's, that. that's hilarious and absolutely fun to hear that your daughter was like that. She's yeah. like, it's going to get really embarrassing here. I'm going to put you on mute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dad's always embarrassing. Dad's always embarrassing. Goodness so- gracious. So the other thing I, I found when I was going through that closet is, is this is a little mini toy Stanley cup replica. And I picked it up. I don't even remember where I got, I think my wife and I actually got it on our honeymoon when I stopped at a, a sports store and just picked it up as like a little souvenir. Um, but what's neat about it is, is that my son carries it around the house with them half the time. I've even caught him napping with it a few times. So it's pretty neat to think that you buy something from a store, you know, just thinking that it was a cute little knickknack and little did I know 17 years later, my, my son would be sleeping with it and watching Dallas stars hockey 24 seven. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, some people, some people carry like a puppy, you know, like a a little stuffed puppy or, you know, a teddy bear or something. Yeah. Your son carries a Stanley cup. This is blanky. All right. Well, uh, we got we got into our last big question here, and this is one that I ask everybody that comes onto this podcast: is uh, how are you feeling about next uh, next season? And what's nice for you is that at the time of this recording, it's uh, July seventeenth, so it's after free agency. So we know that Mason Marchman has been signed in Colin Miller, and unfortunately, we know that John Klingberg is 
like we're like 99% sure he's probably not coming back. There's that 1% chance that he might. But how do you feel about the Stars going into next season? Are you like like straight optimistic about it? The Stars are going to win the Stanley Cup. Are you kind of cautious about it? Or are you kind of like, you know, I'm really, really depressed about how this is going to go? Where, where yeah, are you at among that? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, I'm not um, Avs fan level, you know, of confidence. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I will say, knowing that with what we have in Ottinger, I think that's going to give us, put us, you know, in the mix, in the playoff hunt, you know, for the next, you know, 10 years easy. You know, you, I can see him making that kind of a, uh, a career and staple for himself. Um, if you look at what's happened over in the Eastern Conference with free agency and some of the trades and stuff like that, I actually think that Dallas has a decent shot at the Cup, mainly because we're not in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, if you look at what the Eastern Conference has done, I mean, you know, like um, Columbus, you know, with them them getting Johnny Hockey and Ottawa's got Drew uh, and, um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, I saw, just, you know, got a hold of uh, uh, Petrie, a defenseman. Um, you know, I knew he was in the mix or possibly of talks of being a possibility for us at one point. But, um, you know, Washington got Kemper. So uh, I'm really just more than anything just thankful we're not in the Eastern Conference. Um, I know Colorado's still going to be Colorado and they're going to be a force to deal with for the next, you know, five to 10 years. But um, I mainly just feel good about our roster because because um, we're not in the East. As far as what we've done in the offseason, um, I was happy with the Marchment signing. Um, I did take a moment and reflect. It kind of hit me in the gut when we signed Marchment because um, – one, obviously, his dad, you know, had just passed away. So I was really sorry to hear about that. But it was also kind of a soft moment going, damn, I'm getting old. I remember when his dad played. <laughs> 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 you know, so um, that I, I was glad to see the Marchment signing, mainly because of his age. Like, if you look at the Stars roster the last few years, we had like the 30 plus or the 24 and under. And Nobody in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was, it's kind of nice to see we, we needed that. We need that. Um, I would, um, if we can get Gurionov to find his game again, I think we'll be just fine. Um, my fear is that Gurionov is going to wind up what happening to Val, where he goes somewhere else and tears it up. Um, even if you remember back in the day, like James Neal, Left-handed forward, great shot. You know, we traded him away, which was a mistake. Um, and he goes to Pittsburgh and tears it up, you know, with Sidney Crosby and them. So I, I really hope that we can knock the rust off of Gary Onoff. Um, the other thing is um, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do it, but could we please get – Miro on his strong side. Am I asking for too much? No, and, and, I, and I just don't understand it. Like, you know, I mean, it's like a yeah, wide receiver. He's the fastest player in the league. No, we're not going to go deep with him all. Yeah, no, you need to. No, he's just gonna, he's just going to be the slot receiver. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. be the wide receiver. He's going to be the slot receiver. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm really not sure why we didn't pair Miro with Klingberg more. Um, my grassy null theory on that has been, and I know because my son has watches the highlights daily on this, um, but if you look back <laughs> at that 2019 run, that game seven against uh, against St. Louis, and I know, um, you know, Rick wasn't the coach. He was the he was coaching the Demons still at the time, you know, because Monty was coach. But the, the two defensemen that were on the ice during that goal that, you know, uh, was Klingberg and Miro. And I will often sit back and kind of privately wonder if that had an impact going forward, that as soon as Bones took over, that that kind of stopped. You know what I mean? Pairing those two together. 
So um, uh, it's just that stuff I stay up late thinking about. <laughs> so. now, and, and here's the frustrating thing about all of this. And we, we can talk about Klingberg too now that we're here. Like the, what, what really, really sucks about all of this is that John Klingberg is a Pete DeBoer guy. Like the way that, and I've done so much research on this, and I cannot find anybody that would fit DeBoer's system better than Klingberg. The way that DeBoer likes to get offense is he likes to take it, he, he likes to get it in deep, you go after it, you put it up to the point, and the defensemen get it through uh, and j- just get it towards the net. Yeah, rebound. Or, or just get it yeah. in net, yeah. And he's all about rebounds and second chances. Not necessarily like, the whole, you know, dangle stuff, which, I mean, his players in the past have done. But he's more about, like, that hard-nosed hockey. Mm-hmm. And Klingberg is an absolute perfect example of what would fit in DeBoer's system. And what sucks even more is that you have somebody who may give, you know, Miro and Klingberg together a chance and Klingberg goes off, and he's as of this recording, he's still not signed anywhere, which is bizarre to me. But uh, you know, if, if uh, only I you touched on Jim Neal earlier, and you you know appreciating that you know what he's done, and and where's where's the Jim Neal from back in the day, making the you know the the trade for Patrick Sharp and the Sagan trade and all that, so, and and I appreciate everything that Jim Neal has done. Um, one of the things that, and I swear I, I'm going to start a riot if he does it one more time, but if we sign one more old slow moving defenseman, I mean, even from back in the, even, you know, his Sergei Gonchar and yeah. God bless him, Ben Lovejoy. I mean, <laughs> appreciate everything you did for us, dude, but you know, and then, and then here comes Ryan Suter at, more money and more term. And I'm like, and a no movement clause. Yeah. Oh yeah. We give that out like candy. Mm-hmm. Um, just the know. old guys. Yeah. Just the old guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking about pl- coming. I never played hockey growing up, but I'm thinking about going to play and I'm asking Jim Neal if I can have a contract, but I'm probably too young for him at 41. He probably wants somebody older and more veteran back there. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I got, Chance to, to listen to um, um, your your other uh, get one of the other guests that you had on um, Yuri, um, Yuri, 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 and he was spot on. Smart guy. Yeah, he was spot on with his roster analysis. You know, like we don't need an all star defenseman back there, but if we can get a Stefan Robida type player, a, even a Trevor Daly. I know Trevor's left handed, but even that level of defensemen, just somebody that can move the puck, be solid, you know, doesn't have to be an all-star, but, you know, certainly brings their hard hat and lunch pail every day. Um, I think that would be a shot in the arm for the defense. What do you think? And and, and here's here's my thing about uh, the Colin Miller signing. Colin Miller, it, from what I've been told, and I, I did a crap ton of research on him because I'd never heard of him or anything like that. The only mention I knew of him is that he used to play for Buffalo the past three seasons. So he's played on a really bad team. Not so much last year. The Buffalo Sabres were were pretty mediocre. They were better. But mm-hmm. the two years before that, they were, you know, god-awful. But uh, he is a very solid defenseman. He is a very, very solid defensive defenseman. And he's right-handed. So... And the thing that I've seen about him is that he can play up and down the lineup. So what that means is that you could see multiple different pairings of defensemen. So, so in your analysis from what you've been in research on, do you see him like a like a Tepo Newmanen type defenseman? I mean, is he more of a stay at home type? He, I'm, uh, he's he's like very side than that. He's he's not. He's kind of like Essa Lindell, but not as offensive, if that makes any sense. Mm. Essa Lindell back in the day used to be, he, he used to have some offensive upside to him. There's the one year that he, Klingberg, and Miro all had over 10 goals, which was weird for defensemen. But uh, w- here's what I think the 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 pairs are going to look like. I think it's going to, a lot of it is going to rely on one particular player. And if this one particular player can't figure it out, 
then we may be in a world of hurt. And that player is Hawkenpah. Hawkenpah is going to have to step up. He's a right-handed defenseman. He's familiar with the stars now. He's he's shown he can play in the top four. Maybe he gets bumped up to the top two so that Miro I, can play I'm on his strong pleased. side. I was pleased with Hawkenpah in that Calgary series, weren't you? Yes, and he, he's had some mixed results. It, more more good than bad, but there's still been some plays where I've been like, you turn the puck over right there? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so so what I think is going to happen and what I what I hope is going to happen is that Miro will play on a strong side and then they've got either Hawkenpah or Miller possibly to play next to him. Now, that's way above Hawkenpah and, and Miller's pay grade. But it, but I still think it could work because of how good Miro is on his strong side. If that makes any sense, he could raise the level of the his his D partners play just because of his eliteness and how well he can play. So and then that leaves the second pairing for Lindell and either Hawk and Paul or Miller. Miller's a pretty big guy too, so that could be your shutdown pairing. And then you've got a pretty decent bottom pairing with either. Uh, with Harley and Suter or Harley and Hanley or Hanley and Suter, or, you know, maybe even Suter. I mean, Suter can still play defensive hockey. It's, it's just, he, he, they rely on him too much for other things that he doesn't need to be doing. His minutes needs to be diminished. So what's nice about the, what's nice about the Miller signing is that it opens up many, many possibilities within the decor which is very nice. I mean, there, there's lots of possibilities that the stars could work with. Yeah. I was um, really, really upset when we had signed Suter, not because I didn't have respect for him as a player, but it was the term and the no trade clause. I'm like, that's fine, but is this going to keep us from signing Kleinberg? Yeah, that, that it definitely that's is. But it's looking like, you know, I mean, and I know uh, Uriah had touched on this and again, he was spot on. Um, but if we can find a way to unload the Doby and Foxa contract, um, you know, it it might not be in Klingberg's, uh might not be a bad idea for him to take a a one year six million dollar deal with Dallas and just re rack next off season. You know, I, I'd take that in a heartbeat if we can make well, it. Spend. Yeah, the only problem with that is that the 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 way that the cap is right now. It looks like the most he could they could probably offer him, and let's assume that both of those trades go through, and let's also assume that the stars retain no salary on either one of those. The most they're looking at is six million, but the more realistic number is like five, maybe five point two five, maybe. And that's doing all the research that I have done with the cap and using cap friendly and stuff like that. Um you know, the the more that the longer that this goes on with Klingberg, the more it makes me think that that possibility of him coming back to Dallas is still there. And maybe he's just waiting for the stars to find a trade partner to take both of those contracts and then he'll come back. And if he does that, holy freaking crap, our defense. Looks oh, really yeah. Good. I mean, I, I give our well, I don't know what grade you would give the offseason as of right now at the time of this recording, but I'd probably give it a, a B. Maybe B plus, but if they can, I said it. I said A minus with my brothers when we talked about it on our podcast. Yeah, I, I gave it a, a a B plus. But if they would absolutely get upgraded to an A, if they can find a way to squeeze Klingberg back onto the roster, yeah, that that would be best case scenario. And then you've got numerous options. You got the chance for Klingberg to play with Miro, like you know, consistently and frequently, and see how that works. Two puck moving defensemen, two guys who could play on. On uh, you know, power play together, they could both quarterback their own power play if they wanted to. So, man, I, the more I think about it, the more I want Klingberg back. And I even yeah. pointed this out, and I made a video the the night before uh, free agent came out, free agency started, and I'm like, you know, is that just like a goodbye to Klingberg? And you know, I, I, I mentioned on this pod that like, you know, you know, me, Chris, James, you know, we're really hard on him because we were just really frustrated with his turnovers. But at the end of the day, he did a ton for stars hockey and he's one, oh. he will go down as one of the best defensemen in, in, in franchise history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which I was listening to um, the podcast with your brothers um, mm-hmm. when I was on a flight uh, back from Los Angeles, um, which brother of yours was it that was so excited? We didn't do the Brett Burns trade. 
Oh, that was Chris. <laughs> Chris was very excited about that. So, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> what was funny about it was, is I'm sitting there thinking about Ryan Suter and Gonchar, and all that. I'm like, he's gonna do it again. Jim Neal's gonna do. He's gonna go after. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> so when I heard your brother like standing up and and going, "Hey, we won the off season. We didn't go after Brent Burns," and I'm like, <laughs> I think that I think he gave he gave Neil and a B plus just because of that one move alone. The fact that he didn't do it. The fact that he didn't do it. <laughs> he, he, did, he loved the Marchman signing and he was like kind of whatever about the Miller signing. I love the Miller signing, but he was just like, just because Brent Burns got traded to Carolina rather than Dallas. A, like he was like, I think he called it, he called it like super. He made like an, a, a new grade for just for Jim Nolan, just for the off season. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. Uh, it's getting pretty late here, so we're we're gonna cut it off here tonight. But uh, thanks, man, for uh, coming on and and doing this. I, I really do appreciate it. And well, thank uh, you. Uh, thanks for uh, allowing me to be a part of this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank you and your brothers for uh, y'all putting this podcast together. Um, I think it's a neat concept with what you came up with and getting to interview the fellow fans, and um, it's really helped uh, kind of bridge that gap in the off season. Mm-hmm. yep but it's pretty neat and we got some other interviews that we're really excited you know i'll go ahead and just throw you a bone just so you know all right uh so and i don't think i've even announced this yet but uh a sixth round pick matthew Simonoff of the dallas stars from this past draft is gonna be coming on the show very shortly oh very nice so we're he, he's gonna he's he's agreed to come on the show we haven't set a time yet but that's gonna be really cool and i'm Really looking forward to talking with him and seeing how, like, what he thinks of Texas and right. all, all sorts of other stuff. I'm really excited about that. So, right. well, that, that's outstanding. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Yep. Well, again, man, thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, one day I hope to actually meet all of you guys in person. You know, all everybody that I've talked to, all of you guys have I hope been. Hope it's your front doorstep one day. Don't worry. We're, we're <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. For those of you that are uh, listening, uh, if you know if you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe. Leave us a comment down in the comment section down below. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast side, we'd appreciate a five star review. If you loved our banter between me and David, and you know, or me and my brothers, me and my brothers are much more at, at each other's throats, calling each other idiots all the time. But you know, it is what it is with brothers. So. Anyways, thank you guys for uh, listening. Uh, Along with David, my name's Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks, Stars Fan Stories. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you listen. See you guys later.